Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Today, coming to you from the Resurrection Church in Eveleth, Minnesota, I am your host today, Mark Cheney, along with Father Michael Gary. Good, good morning, morning, Father. Good morning, everyone. Thank yes. you, Mark. We are here. We've got a great show lined up, and uh, it is a beautiful beautiful church it's just it it's breathtaking as Thank you, you walk in and uh, you walk into the the sanctuary and you walk into the church and it's just it's it's, it's gorgeous and what a what a gorgeous morning we have some light snow i came over from having this morning roads eh, minnesota roads you know you can't say can't say anything about it but we are in november very blessed and uh, it, to me i love winter i am a winter fanatic so i'm enjoying the uh, snowfall it's so bright and makes me cheery it makes me in a great mood and we have got a great show lined up as eli kind of did a rundown of the show today uh especially the later part of our show with uh, father mike schmitz coming on board here and uh, father will join us for an interview too so we have got a great show lined up and uh, we're here. We're having a, a great morning. And uh, I see you've got your tea, and I've got my coffee. We're ready we're to good. go. And uh, Karen is in the studio with us, too. So uh, we are ready to go. Inspired, sharing your journey. Inspired, yes, sharing your journey. Simple message from the pulpit that led Karen Sandstrom to her uh, conversion to. Con- Catholicism, if I could talk today. I think the snow has melted my tongue or something. What led her to the Catholic Church as a non-Catholic? And uh, what was in that message that struck her? So stay with us during our show today. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show with us this morning. I feel honored. Thank you for having me. All right. Let's get started. Let's uh, let's first tell us a little bit about yourself. We were talking off the air here. You're, you're originally from Hibbing, correct? Correct. And uh, you've moved back to the Virginia area, just north of Virginia, and a little bit more. Uh, I grew up in Hibbing, and we spent our summers on a small cabin north of Virginia on Lake 14. I attended and graduated from the University of Minnesota as an educator. Taught for a little while in Sandstone, and then I wanted to come back up to the Iron Range. So I moved back up here and, and just recently retired as an educator from Virginia, Minnesota. Okay, so you said you retired from Southern teaching. Minnesota from teaching. What, what, what led you back to home base? Oh, I actually came back up here, and that's, this is where I spent the majority of my teaching awesome, career. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Nice to be back here. I, I call it, it God's country. Mm-hmm. It's very and nice. It, uh, you can move all over, the, all over the world and all over the country, and uh, you come back home to uh, Minnesota. I'm originally from Cook, uh, north of Virginia, settled in uh, Hibbing, and uh, moved away a number of times and always, always came back home. <laughs> so I'll let Father get started with, with some uh, great questions. Well, First, we have uh, just—it's been about a year for since you've been Catholic. So, uh, could you just tell us what that's like? Sure. How's it been being Catholic? Um, maybe I'll start with how I became Catholic. Okay. If great. I, if that I is a great idea. 
My mom had a stroke, a very severe stroke, in the in Oct in November of 2014. So that year became very difficult, and throughout that time, maybe towards the end, I had asked a pastor, a local pastor from Hibbing, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> excuse me, to come in, pray with her and for her. I grew up in a family that was didn't have a lot of religious background. Um, I was baptized Lutheran, confirmed Methodist, and now I am Catholic. <laughs> so it's been quite the quite the road. Mm -hmm. But I, I had this pastor come over, and I, I really, really liked him. And after my mom passed, it was a couple weeks after, and I thought, well, I think I kind of want to go and try his church. So I went over to the church, and little did I realize it was All Saints Day. Of course, I knew nothing about that because I had not been involved with church for... 45 plus years and so I walked into the church and the first song they played was on eagle's wings so of course I immediately broke down badly <laughs> went out into the hall and uh, one of the parishioners came out and and the love he showed me the kindness and just the way everything felt there I was just amazed because here there were strangers and I felt a love in that church that was just incredible so I decided I think I'll probably start doing this. So I continued to go to that church every once in a while. <clears throat> and because of where I lived, it was a back ro the back roads were bad in the winter. So I thought, well, maybe I'll try out a few other places in Virginia. So eventually for the next year, I, I kind of bopped around a little bit to different places. And I had a friend, finally about a year after that, <clears throat> a very good friend of mine played the organ at Resurrection. And I told her one day, she never said come to church with me, not once in all the years I've known her. And I thought, maybe I'll try your church. <clears throat> and so I came to church with her to Mass at Resurrection in Eveleth. And just the minute I walked in, it, it felt really, really good to me. I sat up in the choir loft with her, and I heard the first homily I have ever heard in my life. And it brought me back, and I thought, I need to keep going to this church. So I kept on coming back, sitting up in the choir loft with Linda. I would not move from her side. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know anybody. And I would watch everything that happened down below. I didn't come every week at first, but maybe every other week. And then about a year into that, I decided, hmm, this looks pretty interesting. And... I wanted to know more about the faith, more about Catholicism, and maybe move out of my comfort zone a little from sitting with Linda. So I found my spot over in the pews among the other um, people up there. And then I approached Father Gary one day and said, I really would like to learn more about it. So Father Gary and I sat down and it was after Wednesday Masses that we met. And I, my first question to him was, <clears throat> can you heal me spiritually and emotionally? And without hesitation, he said, yes. So I said, I'm in. So our journey kind of went on from there. We've had many great conversations. And uh, Karen has always been a... Uh, a careful person in that. I remember asking you 
uh, early on when I first saw you up in the loft there, I remember seeing you and thinking, oh, I wonder who this is. I haven't met this person. I remember approaching you. I remember asking you, would you like to join RCIA? And you said, uh, not yet. I'm still just going to kind of settle in here. And I said, that's great. You know, that's fine. We're happy to have you come as much and as often as you want. And uh, so it was a great joy for me to kind of uh, walk with you along your your uh, path to the faith and uh, every step of the way. So God is good. Along the way, what I really wanted to do was be forgiven by God because after 50 years I had <clears throat> a rather long list of transgressions <laughs> on my pile and I wanted to partake in communion. So Father Gary and I, little did I realize um, that process alone became quite painful, but the end result was incredible, hmm. absolutely incredible. Hmm. And in 2000, I haven't even been a Catholic for a year, December 12th of 2018 was my confirmation date. And I remember being so excited about that day. <clears throat> I had family and friends there. I had healed relationships with people while talking and learning with Father Gary, and that day was the most incredible day ever. I, afterwards, I felt like, um, I told Father Gary, I, I felt like I was walking down the aisle to get married, but I had no spouse. <laughs> it was just myself walking down the aisle, and at which point he told me, well, people say when you are confirmed, Christ becomes the spouse of your soul, which apparently happened that day. <laughs> and it's pretty powerful, too, in how that how Holy Spirit moves inside of you and carries you and just uh, it's, it's kind of a warm and uh, intimate relationship, as you were describing. Yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those, it's one of those experiences you, you can't communicate, you can't give away, you can't uh, even really describe in a adequate way, but um, for those who know the Lord and those who have experienced Him, He is most certainly real. Very, very true. Um, a little bit more on uh, that walk, and that you you said it's kind of like a marriage. It was describe it some more, please. Um, it just it was just so moving inside for me. Um, I just felt the church changed that day, just became someplace maybe a little even more special that day. The, uh, the um, Just everything about it, I think it was because of family members being there too. Um, it was just very moving. I, w I was the highest I've ever been on, <laughs> on that day. And one thing that you mentioned earlier was that uh, you wanted your sins forgiven. And I remember, um, I think it was G.K. Chesterton said when he was asked, why did you convert? I think his answer was very simple. I want my sins forgiven. Um, we know in John chapter 20, 23, our Lord says to his apostles, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. And that has always been a powerful um, witness of scripture to me that our Lord, who seems uh, uh, f uh, fine with uh, using those uh instrumental causes and you know he he gives human beings you know, i always think of parents you know god entrusts children to us 
that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but he entrusts uh, the most precious, you know, immortal souls to us and our children. He imp- he entrusts his grace to us and, and the church, um, and he's not worried. He gives that grace to us to be imparted to his his uh, faithful. And so, uh, you know, of course, that's one of the greatest joys I have of as a priest is uh, sharing that grace and and being that conduit of God's love and mercy. So. It's beautiful to walk with that with you, Karen. So I always thank you for your witness. This is our inspired segment of our program this morning here on Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Mark Cheney, along with Father Michael Gary. We are coming to you live today from the Resurrection Church in Eveleth, and our special guest today with an incredible story is Karen Sandstrom. And uh, again, let's get back to more of our, our, our interview this morning. You talked about the the beauty of the Lord speaking through you. Um, any particular parts of Father Gary's messages at all that uh, move during the homilies? I think all of his messages move me during the homilies. I can't remember exactly what the first message was, but for me, Mass is never an obligation. For me, Mass coming to Mass is an opportunity to hear more Scripture, to learn more about the Lord, to more to learn more about how I can become the person I want to be instead of perhaps who I have spent <laughs> a few years being in my life. All of his homilies relate to real-life situations, and I know everyone can probably take away a different meaning from those homilies. But I think one of the gifts of Father Gary is being able to talk and give a homily and have everyone feel like he's talking directly to you. And that's how I always feel. I feel like he's speaking right to my heart and what's going on in me and how I can handle things. Now, for those listening, your testimony to me, it's just moving. I've got goosebumps here. Saying about the Mass and and how you are, are so invited to it and so not obligated a lot of us at least me personally you know you, you get into a rut and you feel like oh it's it's, an, it's a holy day or it's you know a sunday and we're obligated to go and we we long to not not have that obligation what inspiring words can you can you say that to change that what was your transition I just liked coming here so much. From the from the time I walk through the door, I feel like I'm home. I feel like people love me. I feel like God loves me. It's truly the place I feel loved. To find that love connection. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is. I can't imagine missing Mass. I've missed Mass once in probably two years now, only because I was sick. Huh. Uh, the, and I just can't imagine what it would be like to just miss because yeah. I didn't feel like going. I always say that um, when you're preparing for Mass, I mean, if we if we prepare for Mass, we'll be able to receive more out of it. So uh, I always encourage my people, if you want to prepare for Mass, uh, read the Scriptures ahead of time yourself. And if you want a challenge, what would you preach on? You know, what homily would you write based on that? And a lot of times that uh, opens us up and disposes us to say, okay, well, what you know? What's this guy gonna say? <laughs> Maybe he's he's got something else. And a lot of times we're surprised at um, what other people can pull out of uh, our Lord's words. So um, 
So yeah, I thank you, Karen, for your witness of uh, being your good disposition when you come to Mass. We are coming to you live this morning from the Resurrection Church in Eveleth. I am Mark Cheney, along with Father Gary, Michael Gary. You are tuned in to uh, Real Presence Live.